Episode 219, Inhumans, Season 1, Episode 6, The Gentleman's Name is Gorgon. Welcome to Level 7. A podcast about Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's a magical place. Hello, welcome back. Welcome back to Welcome to Level 7. I am Samantha, the ninja in training, and... To my very far left. <laughs> very, very far left, yes. I'm Ben. Ben Avery and ready to talk about some some Marvel. Ready to talk about some Marvel with uh aliens and spaceships and hammers haircuts. And not, and... That was not a political reference, by the way. Just <laughs> No, no. Especially the haircuts part. Yeah. My daughters, by the way, are super disappointed that Thor in Thor Ragnarok mm-hmm. has short hair now. I'm okay with it. My daughters are not. And I'm I don't okay know why. I, mean, I think he looks good and clean cut, you know? They're A nice boy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, from what I understand, we are going to get a very different feel with Thor because there's going to be a less of a romantic feel in the next Thor movie, which eh, I'm okay with that. Sure. All right. As long as I have a good time, I'm not upset. We'll see. As of this recording, I'm going to go and see Thor Ragnarok in less than 24 hours, actually. So yeah, I'm not sure when you're planning to see it, but I am excited and, uh, yeah, I'll be seeing it with Evan, and we'll do a Strangers and Aliens road trip episode. Oh, right. And then we will also be covering it here on Welcome to Level 7. Although I'm not sure who or or when, but it'll be our next episode. So, Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure when I'm going to go see it this weekend. I just know it will be sometime this weekend. So we will make things yeah. work, though. We'll, we'll have yes. a, we'll have an episode. We'll talk about it. We'll have some fun. Hopefully, the listeners will have fun with us. And yeah, Thor Ragnarok. So, by the way, um, you do have some time to uh, if you've seen Thor Ragnarok, uh, let us know what you thought. Send in your feedback. Let us know what Thor Ragnarok was in your opinion. Was it good? Was it fun? Was it dumb was it the best thing ever the worst thing ever whatever you want so that is what's coming i think we need to talk about what came now it is time to talk talk about about, oh i I was going to say can we i want to talk about something i saw earlier this evening okay so yesterday was Halloween. Uh-huh. Uh, today I went to have dinner with a friend at her church and they did a slideshow of their trunk or treat. And there was one family where all the kids dressed up as superhero characters and one of the girls 
was dressed up as Medusa from Inhumans. No way. I was shocked too. No way. I think it's I think that happened because this family had a lot of girls and Inhumans is on TV right now. Huh. Yeah, I I was really surprised. Oh, that's really interesting. Yeah. Well, okay. Huh. Okay, yeah. Uh we had someone come who was dressed up as early Spider-Man costume from Spider-Man MCU uh <laughs> Homecoming and but looked super mu- uh, it, it looked like Scarlet Sp- uh Scarlet Spider, uh, the Ben Riley Spider-Man from when he was wearing the the hoodie and the goggles mm-hmm. and looked good. Looked good. The kid made it himself. It was good. Nice. Very nice. All right, so now that we have placed a timestamp on when we are recording this episode, the day after <laughs> Halloween, the day before Thor Ragnarok, uh, it is time for us to talk about Inhumans. And I do want to remind people that um, this podcast, as far as spoilers go, we will be talking about anything that has happened in the Marvel Cinematic Universe up until this point, except for Defenders and Thor Ragnarok, because we haven't seen that yet. So... Yeah, this is Inhumans, episode six. The gentleman's name is Gorgon, and act one has a ton of stuff going on. There was a lot, and it starts with the cold open where Maximus is confronted by all the royals, and uh, Medusa says he knows you were the one who killed your parents to Maximus. He's he dreamed this though. It was all a dream, which what? Uh, I'm so surprised that it was all a dream. Um, not really surprised, but the, what was interesting and surprising to me in the dream was that information. Why would he think, why would he dream Medusa saying he referring to black bolt? I would assume knows you were the one who killed your parents. How could Maximus have been the one to kill his parents? We saw clearly the traces of what happened with with Black Bolt and the parents. I'm really, I'm stymied. I'm stumped. I'm curious. You have any thoughts about that? You have any theory, Samantha? Anything? Uh, I yeah, I'm still working that out myself. Uh, Your response is exactly what's going on in my brain right now. <laughs> I uh, yeah, that was weird. I'm curious if that's if there's going to be any. Uh, follow up on that, but or maybe it's just self blame, like a lot of people do when their parents die. Uh, especially I mean, when this happens when they're still children. It's a dream, so it's dream truth, right? So it's right. You know, it may not have happened at all where he had anything to do with it, but in his mind, uh, maybe that's the truth, and so he's dreaming this. But yeah. And then he's just sleeping on the throne and there's two guards standing there and he kind of, oh, oh, and then pretends like he's been awake the whole time, you know, like, like when you're sitting in church and it's really warm in that, that building and, you know, you just start to nod off just, just a little bit. And then and your wife, you know, she, she hits you with her, with her elbow just to jolt you back awake. Not that that ever happens to me, but it's like that. Are you sure? Um. I I can either <laughs> confirm nor deny the the, uh, the truth the truthiness 
of that story. But yeah. Okay. So let's jump into act one then. Okay. We start with the love triangle, the teenage love triangle. Audrey tells Crystal to stop teleporting with the dog. Audrey asks if Crystal is on a registry or something. Audrey takes a picture or tries to take a picture and isn't allowed to. And Dave tries to explain that Crystal, that she could use her powers to draw her friends to her. And so they decide that's what they're going to do. Meanwhile, Louise has an idea for finding Crystal. Uh, Karnak doesn't have a plan, but they have, um, you know, Gorgon does because they just found out that Aron has Sammy and Declan. And so they need to go figure out what they're going to do. Gorgon says, we should just go run, go in running and screaming, tear them up. And Medusa's like, no, let's give Karnak a little more time. And Black Bolt says, we need to take down Maximus. And Medusa argues that we need to take Maximus alive. And Aron calls and says they have uh, hostages. And um, she's actually slightly affected when she finds out that Locus is dead. And so they're going to split up. Karnak and Gorgon are going after Sammy and Declan. Medusa and Black Bolt are going after Crystal. And then the gas company came to investigate why we thought, oh, no, no, that was real life. I'm sorry. So, <laughs> um, we had a possible gas leak in our house. Turned out there was nothing there. But I was actually watching Inhumans on my laptop in my front lawn with a uh, sweatshirt to keep myself warm, um, waiting for the gas company to come. And this is where they interrupted. So. I was about to say, I remember you mentioning that happening to you. I don't remember it in the episode. Yeah, yeah no. <laughs> Although there was the gas explosion from the previous, uh, well, not the previous episode, the episode before. Yeah, two episodes ago. But Yes. Yeah. So anyway, we go back to the moon and uh, bro, um, Brocephus, yeah, Bernaja. <laughs> Bernaja and his father are late for the inspirational speech from Maximus. Uh, bro, Bernaja's father actually says something about how it would be an honor to die for freedom in Adelan. And uh, Maximus is giving this nice speech to these citizen soldiers now. Uh, he says, Oron and her soldiers need you to help stop Black Bolt before they bring back the caste system that I've dismantled. And and what will people think? Oh, no, that, this is someone else. This is uh, Maximus's friend who says, what will people think when they find out that you sent miners to war? And Bronaja actually hears overhears this when Maximus says they'll be honored that we treated them as equals. And if Black Bolt kills them, it will turn them against Black Bolt. That's not good. Mm. I mean, that's, you know, this is where it becomes clear that Maximus, if it wasn't clear before, this is where it's pretty clear. Maximus may say the right things and may even have the right uh, motivation, but the reason for his motivation is, is wrong. I mean, he's the guy's crazy and his friend says Maximus must die. It's a nice little have way. You ever, have you ever seen Triumph of the Will? Uh, it's a German propaganda film by the Nazis. Um, and it's often shown in um, film schools uh, because it's actually the cinematography is actually pretty cool. Is that the one where actually like uh, Star Wars has riffed yes. on some of the, the imagery there? I've seen it in the context of side-by-side -side comparisons of, of other movies that have um, have taken from it. 
Okay. Um, visually, it's it's highly impressive, um, and it's a lot of that stuff about of shots of people being strong and and so forth. Uh, but towards the end, uh, Hitler is giving a speech, and he's talking about we're going to strengthen the people, the German people, from this Great Depression, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, and um, of course, you know, because it is a Nazi film, um, he immediately goes into, oh, by the way, the, the reason why we're having so much trouble is because of the Jews, blah, 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 blah. Um, so yeah, it's not a, yeah, uh, it takes a downturn there at the mm-hmm. end, uh, <laughs> of course. Um, but Maximus's speech here reminded me a little bit of Hitler in this film. That's, uh, I would imagine that might be intentional. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's again, we, we just keep coming back to this. I, I just wish we had seen more before. Yes. And, you know, cause we're talking about these changes that Maximus has brought about. We haven't seen the changes, let alone seen what they were changing from. We're hearing it's a lot of telling and not showing. But now they are definitely showing that Maximus is crazy and not a good leader. Yeah. So meanwhile, we have the team splitting up again. So they just got back together. But at least now we get to see Karnak and Gorgon uh, teamed up and Medusa and Black Bolt teamed up. They got Louise with them. Um, and so I'm, I'm, I'm glad for that. Are, are you? (laughs) Yes. Well, okay. Moving to act two, we got Black Bolt and Medusa and Louise come to a dead end as they're trying to find crystal because they were following the trace of the energy signatures. Um, there were four energy signatures that they were able to, uh, track before, uh, and then that was Black Bolt, Medusa, and Karnak and Gorgon. But now they're looking at a fifth because she's able to get that information from some satellites and stuff. And, and she sciences it and gets the location for where Crystal would have appeared. And um, we also get a little bit of an argument between Medusa and Black Bolt where she kind of puts him in his place and, and says, you know, you promised you wouldn't be like any other king and you we should not just go after Maximus and kill him. We, we don't just let him walk away. We give him a fair trial and let the people decide. And that's an interesting thing because the question that comes up later on is what happens if the people decide that they don't want Black Bolt? Um, you know, it's that whole, <laughs> in some ways almost goes back to like the idea when, uh, Jesus was on trial and they're like, Hey, we can release Jesus over here. or We can release this other Jesus, Jesus Barabbas over here. And who do you want? And they, they, we want Barabbas. Well, that was obviously the wrong choice, but uh, for, you know, for the people anyway, and the same thing could happen here. If they let the people decide, what if the people decide they like things better under Maximus and they find him not guilty. And that's a, that's a dangerous thing democracy i mean it comes back yeah. to just you know our our 
election here. You know, it's a dangerous thing to let the people have the choice, because if you let the people have the choice, the people will choose. And, you know, whether whether you like the choice or not, you are risking that uh, the other side is going to choose what you don't want them to choose. Well, I don't know them. I don't know about you, but I felt like in the last election that we were given two extremely poor choices. Yeah, so, I, I mean, we don't want to get too political here, but yeah. that's that's. I felt like it was the Kobayashi Maru of elections. Exactly. So yeah. there, uh, Stuart, got your Star Trek reference, and Daniel, you got your Star Trek reference too. It's just you don't like it as much. So, yep, thumbs up, Stuart. This is that one's for you. So. All right. So <laughs> uh, we go back to the moon and Maximus is saying, hey, should the royals return? I want to make sure we have everything planned to make sure they don't come after me. And his friend comes and says, I've heard rumors that there might be an attempt on your life. And Maximus says, I don't believe them. I don't believe the rumors. I don't believe it. And uh, he's able to convince Maximus, though, that they should do something. And they're going to use the twins. They're going to use the twins to find the people uh, who are going to make an attempt on his life make an example out of them and this is where we get a flashback because he talks about everyone always under underestimates me and i should have seen this coming the flashback is gorgon training maximus and we see him you know as they're fighting face to face maximus has you know he's totally outclassed but gorgon turns his back and maximus attacks him from behind and this is again kind of seeing the character of maximus that's a great show. Don't tell. You know, they, they're showing, not telling with that. That's great. That's good storytelling right there. Yeah. But, yeah. Then we come back and we find out that there's, uh, when we go down below to the earth, we find out there's classism between the warriors and the miners. And um, Declan tries to convince Oran that she cannot regenerate herself forever. But, yeah, I... I so again I I wish we could have seen some of this stuff this classism between the warriors and the miners I wish we could have yeah. seen it happen on the moon beforehand and this is I mean we're definitely Monday morning quarterbacking this but yeah, yeah. but I still feel like an ex of uh, like if we, if there were, uh, I hate insulting writers. I hate, I mean, yeah. but I just felt like if there were better writers on the series, they would have given that extra episode for the, the world to breathe before we break that world. Yeah. And, and, and yeah. I, I'll give them some credit because there's some good stuff going on and you can see their plans you can see their plans lining up. You can see, you know, checkoffs, this, that, and the other thing that are getting payoffs. I feel like this was fast tracked, and I, I feel like yeah. there just wasn't enough time for them to take a look at the grand picture and say, you know, what we could use, <laughs> and uh, yeah. So I don't, I don't think we're we're bad mouthing anyone here. Specifically, I, I think if anything, we might be looking at the process. The, there's some flaws in the process that created instead of 
the actual flaws in the writing. There, there is probably some flaws in the writing too, but I think that's the biggest thing. I don't know. I don't know. I just want this to be good. I just want Me it to too. be really good, and instead, it's just kind of good. And you know, I, yeah, yeah. And here I am. I'm, I'm and I'm sort of patiently waiting for Agents of Shield to come back because I'm just not that excited to see. Well, it's just going to happen with the humans. We're not too far away, though. I mean, we're only a month no. out from from Agents of Shield returning. But yeah, and we're only two episodes away from Inhumans being done. Uh, I don't know <laughs> if it's good for us to be like looking forward to the end of the thing. Um, when it should be, we're looking forward to the end of the thing because we just want to know how is this going to end, instead of I just want to know when is this going to end. <laughs> Yeah, so we find out that uh, Louise actually talks to uh, Medusa about you know what what's what's going on. Why are you on the moon? And and it comes down to this: they the humans used to live on the Earth, and for generations they lived on the Earth. But when humans find something they don't understand, they attack it. And then we get into some a little bit of fi- philosophical dialogue with. Uh, Louise, you know, saying, you know, you're, you're saying that we're all like that, but there's good people on, on Earth. And what if I thought everyone on Ad- Adelan was like your Maximus? And Medusa just shuts it down. That's a good point. Where are we? And then they see lightning because Dave and Crystal found the highest point on the island and she is creating lightning. And it's not bad. The special effects aren't bad there. But she's created lightning, created a sign, and now her family's going to find her. It was a little humorous when uh, they were sitting there having this conversation. It's like, where's Crystal? And then, you know, the lightning is going off in the background. Yeah. Um, uh, of course, they, they don't know yet that it's her, but they're about to right. find out. They're about to find out. So. Oh, that's weird, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because right now it's just weather. And it's not a, not a, a real unusual thing yet. Right. So moving to act three, bro, brosif, Bronaja and Max are talking about a vision. And in the vision, Max and his friend were talking and Maximus is really pushing. Like, were we happy or angry? And this is where it kind of, you know, his powers is he's able to see in the future if something um, dangerous or or something, maybe something violent is going to happen. He can't just see like into your near future if you're going to have an egg salad sandwich. You know, he, he doesn't see that kind of thing. But here he clearly is seeing a situation that is not a good situation. And but this is where. Max is all, hey, you want your dad to come home safely? And Bernadja is like, yeah, of course. Then tell me what you saw in your vision. Again, Maximus is, he's a mustache short of a mustache twirling villain at this point. And I'm kind of, he's kind of losing me as far as having relatable motivations that I could say, I can kind of see where he's coming from. He's jumping from, um, selfish leader to super paranoid leader pretty quickly. 
Yeah. Uh, well, he sort of has a mustache with a beard, but it's not quite long enough. It's not twirlable. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, I know what you meant. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so this is where we get the big big fight scene. Big, big fight scenes. Um, Karnak and Gorgon are going in for the attack. And yes. this is where we get some good moments between the two of them. Karnak even a, almost apologizes and says, you know, I, I think you might have been harsh because I lean. I might have been t- too harsh because I leaned in so much on my gift and I only saw one way to do things, which is my way. And, and Gorgon completely agrees with him. But there's no Karnak can't use his powers to find the flaw in in the other Inhumans plans. And. Gorgon's just, hey, there is no flaw. They don't know there is one. And so the idea here is Karnak is just going to walk right in and um, it totally freaks them out because they think he's doing that as part of some sort of master plan that it, it, it totally psychs them out and they won't attack him because they're afraid if they do attack him, they're just playing right into his hands and he goes in and they he just walks right in and that's it. They take out Flora um, pretty, pretty quickly and easily. Mortis is, um, he does, there's a little bit of talking back and forth, but uh, Karnak uh, again, psychs him out lies and says, I pleaded for your life and, and uh, you're, you're alive because of me. And, and, and there's a little bit back and forth because he was locked away right after he was born. And, Karnak says, no, no, mistakes were made, and and that was the past, and we need to get past that. And then Gorgon distracts Mortis, and Karnak just takes him down. And that's where we have the act break, but we get more after in Act 4. They rescue Sammy and let him leave so he can thin out the cast a little bit more. And um, they take down Loyolus. Loyolus? Man, what a name. (laughs) Loyolus is... Bronaja's father and he's loyal to Maximus. <laughs> wow. Yeah. We got to talk about the names. We haven't talked about names on this show because was Medusa born with the name Medusa? Did they give her that at birth? Or- Why would you name your child Medusa? I mean, if you know the name, you probably know the story behind it. Um, Crystal works as a name, but Maximus gets this uh, Roman, uh, you know, name that just feels like a usurping emperor, you know, and Black Bolt. Like, who looks at their child after the child's been born and says, oh, Black Bolt. I wonder if in their culture, if um, the care or the people are able to rename themselves after they go through terogenesis. Maybe, maybe that would be something I'd like to know though. Yes. Because they, they say something about it, but then they don't ever like Louise says, Medusa, what about your hair? Um, yeah, I, I just, in old comics where it's just kind of, it just fits. It fits in the old comics, but I really feel like they almost needed to 
um, to MCU the names. Let us know the reason for these names. Yeah. Because lo- loyalist guy. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> just Okay, so there are creative ways that you can make or, or create names that will um, foreshadow a, a, what happens to a character or it's just humorous. Like I'm thinking of Nick Bottom from A Midsummer Night's Dream um, because um, Bottom is um, another word for a donkey and he's turned into a donkey. Um, but L- Loyalist, was it Leo? Loy- Loy- Loyalist. Loyalis. Loyalis, yeah. There's just something kind of lame about that. Yeah, I mean, it's good writing to give a name that reflects parts of the character, you know, and, and it's okay to give a name that has, you know, cultural baggage if it helps you to understand the character. That's not a bad thing at all. What's bad is um, when... It sounds dumb or if it's way too on the nose. But I did want to mention Black Bolt's real name in the comics. Are you ready for this? Okay. (laughs) The reason they call him Black Bolt is because his real name is Blackagar Boltagon. Blackagar Boltagon. My goodness. Yeah. That feels like someone really wanted his name to be Black Bolt. <laughs> and yeah. I, I'm pretty sure they started out saying, okay, his name is Black Bolt. That's a cool superhero name. Wait a minute. If we think too hard about this, this is not going to sound right. Hmm. Well, what if that's like a nickname? <laughs> and yeah. Yep. So... It could be worse. They could have actually used that name in this and they haven't yet. So that's good. Okay. (laughs) All right. So Karnak uh, meets Declan and Declan asks, who's Maximus? And Karnak's all, how do you know about Maximus? And this is troubling new information. Uh, And then they, they, they go away from that because more things are going to happen. But, um, I'm excited to let the royal family find out just how involved Maximus is in all this stuff that's going on on the earth. And part of why I'm so excited about it is because I want it to be explained. I want to know how does this work? How did Declan get connected with Maximus and why? And, and how is Maximus funding Declan's work? So these are the questions we want to have answered and we only have two more episodes to go. Yeah. I'm not sure we're going to get it. <laughs> Don't. I just let me have my hope. <sighs> let me let me live in my world of answers and whatnot, but yeah. I'd love to have those answers too. It's just Yeah, you know, I, I just, you know, give me give us cursory answers. Just give us enough information. You know, I watched uh it. Uh, this week, um, I had a free movie pass, a free birthday popcorn and drink, and I went and saw the movie, got a popcorn and drink, and it was all free, and it was great because of the, it was free. But it 
just gives you just enough that you kind of feel like you understand what's going on with the creature and how it all works and, and why it does what it does. It doesn't go in too deep, but it goes in just deep enough. And when the sequel comes, they'll need to give more information. And that's what they need to do here. Just give us just enough that we feel like when we get to the end of episode eight, we have a satisfying conclusion. Um, it as a single movie, chapter one, it is just chapter one, but at the same time, it's a beginning, middle and end of a story. And they could stop right there. They could not do the sequel and it wouldn't be a bad ending. I'm worried because of what happened with Agent Carter. And I'm worried that we're going to get to the end of episode eight. And your prediction is going to not only be true, it's going to be true plus some where we're going to feel like, oh, they're just leaving us on a cliffhanger. And I don't want to be left on a cliffhanger. Mm. I just don't want to. If I'm going to stick with it, I want an ending, you know? So have you seen Stranger Things? Just the first season. I haven't seen the second season yet. Okay. Um, I will say that the ending... I don't know. Am I going to spoil things? Yeah, don't say anything. Okay, I won't say anything then. Don't don't spoil it. Don't spoil me. it It does have that sort of ending. Well, the first season even had an ending but then it was saying hey we could do more you know well yeah that's that's what i was going to say you all come back now you hear yes it was that sort of feeling that you know here here, we could end here possibly but we're also going to leave it open for more yeah and see i don't mind that i don't mind if they give us an ending and then they tag on just a little bit more to say hey there's more that could come i don't mind that at all I just don't want to be left on a complete cliffhanger of, you know, the story did not end here. That I don't want that. And I guess we'll just have to wait and see what they do. But, you know, the Netflix series, uh, the Marvel Netflix series have been good about that. They've they've left some dangling threads for possible new stories later on. But pretty much the the storylines that they're messing with in in those seasons are are wrapped up at the end. Yes. And so maybe this will be that same kind of thing. We'll see. We will see. So, okay. Another reuniting. We have Crystal and Dave, and they're just about, you know, get a little bit kissy. Uh, Dave mentions, oh, yeah, by the way, Thor Ragnarok is coming. Um, when he says, you're like some kind of god of thunder and it's like okay yeah that's fine that's fine to me i felt like it was actually not bad i felt like it was uh, one of those cheesy the green guy or the red the guy in red white and blue um you're like some kind of god of thunder but then (laughs) daniel butcher he's totally ben it's they're saying oh yeah by the way thor is coming don't forget thor is coming next the next Marvel thing you're going to see is Thor. And he said it was better than the tie-in to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Thor the Dark World. So I'm just putting it out there. He said that. I don't know if he says that in the voicemail that he left, but he said it to me. But you know what else made me really laugh in this scene? What? The music playing in the background. Yeah. Did you hear did. it? Did you catch yeah. it? Yeah. 
It was Don't Fear the Reaper. Yeah, that's that's an odd place to <laughs> what? put that song. I mean, it fit as far as the mood and the style of the, you know, the the cover. Whoever was doing the cover of it, I, they didn't get into any vocals, but it was "Don't Fear the Reaper," which is, first of all, from Agents of Shield with uh, Bill Paxton. Yes, that one opening scene on on an episode. I wish I could remember which episode it was in season three. I think, and he, it's "Don't Fear the Reaper." But it's all about, you know, don't be scared. We'll commit suicide together like Romeo and Juliet. No, yeah. that, that's not anywhere close to the, the tone of the the scene with Crystal and Dave. They're... Yeah, I didn't understand that choice either. I mean, it's a little ominous. <laughs> yeah, only if you know the song. <laughs> like, I, I don't I don't get it. I don't get it. I've been loving some of the soundtrack stuff that they've been dropping in here and there and some of the um the uh the cover bands that are they're doing some of the you know the classic rock songs, but this one I just don't get. I just don't get it. I don't know, maybe it's an instrumental and they didn't even know what they were putting in there. They're just like, "Ah, this sounds good. It's in our library of things that we can use from ABC." Yeah, it feels like so much of the rest of the season. I <laughs> It's like, oh, we got this. We can use it. Let's throw it in. I mean, yeah. the, uh. it, it, it it's had its moments this season where I'm like, really? <laughs> There's been a lot of really moments like that. Uh, maybe that's, you know, if we're going to rate this, maybe we should be rating on how many reallys out of five do we give this? <laughs> but, uh. So the kissy face time gets interrupted by big sister and brother-in-law and scientist lady that she doesn't know. <laughs> and, um, and this is where Louise says, see earth is filled with good people like this Dave guy. And it's time to go home. And they say it's time to go home. And then we're back with the bad guys and they're saying it's time to go home too, uh, to Karnak and, and you know, Gorgon and, and Karnak are saying it's time to go home. And Oran says, what happens when you return home and you find out people prefer Maximus? And then Mortis Threatens to kill everyone because he's not going back. And it's commercial time. I don't blame Mortis for feeling that. I really don't. No. No. But bad things happen. Because they they wrestle with him. His power goes off. Everyone gets out. But Gorgon stays in to make sure that the power... I'm not exactly sure all the situation there, but this is where you, maybe you don't fear the Reaper because Gorgon gives his life to make sure the other guys and gals are able to get out and to make sure that Mortis doesn't actually kill anyone with his power as the building falls down around them. So were you unsatisfied with the lack of arc for Gorgon? Cause I felt, I, I didn't feel like there really was one for him. I mean, I feel like the closest we came to was, there's a satellite coming. Go put the flag in the <laughs> golf ball back. And make sure you don't leave any hoof prints. Yeah, yeah. I the the problem there, I think, Samantha, is Gorgon's arc is almost more about helping Karnak in his arc. Which means Gorgon really doesn't have an arc. No. 
Not really. I mean, yeah. as far as growth for him, he's the guy who just runs in and, and acts without thinking. And he helps Karnak to be able to do some of that, you know, maybe go ahead and do something without a plan. And then Gorgon dies because he acts without thinking. Now, it's not a bad thing. He's he's a person who, when pressure's on, just go for it. You know, and he does. And he saves a bunch of people because he does it. Um, but yeah, as far as arc, that's pretty much a straight line. Yeah. And what bothers me, too, is the character characterization of, of Gorgon has been kind of childish. Like, he's this big, strong, tough guy who's also has this childish kind of personality or bubbly personality, which just, it didn't meld with me, and I could not connect with him, unfortunately. I could connect with the friendliness that he had, and he, yeah, I, the guy's not smart, you know? No. He, or maybe I shouldn't say he's not smart. He doesn't use his smarts. He, you know, he's he's one of those people who... They, he might know things, but he doesn't use what he knows. And yeah, but he's there really just to help Karnak develop into someone who doesn't need to always have a plan and to give Karnak, uh, I think, an emotional beat here by dying. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know. How did you feel about his death? I thought that the way he went out was pretty cool. He See, went I, out with his boots on. But I mean, yes, despite all did. of that. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. <laughs> um, I I liked the the moment is a good moment for the character. Um, and I, I was surprised by it. Uh, I'll be honest. I was surprised to see one of the main characters, one of the Royals die. And I was surprised to see him die before they found, um, the water guy. I can't remember his name. Triton. Triton. Yeah. Yes. Um, I thought they'd find Triton and they didn't yet. They might still, but I thought Gor Gorgon was going to be able to be a part of that. Yeah. Triton could be dead for all we know. It's quite possible. I mean, he hasn't shown up yet. If, if they wait until the last five minutes and just bookend the the series with Triton, I, I'd be okay with that, but only if they do it really, really well. But at this point, yeah, it, it's probably just safe to assume he's not coming back and yeah, hope hope that when they do bring him back, if they do, it's a, in a satisfying way. Uh, Gorgon being dead, that bothered me, you know, in, in the sense of I liked him. I liked him. He's of all of the characters, he's the guy you want to sit down and hang out with. I think he, there's the truth in that. Um, but it, it's just because he had no arc. It just, and I liked how he went out. It's just also, in a, I didn't like that. He didn't get a character arc before he died. Yeah. So in a way, I'm also unsatisfied with his death. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, Let's go back to the barn then, I guess, because okay. uh, Crystal and Dave take everyone to the barn and they're going to lock jaw is going to take them back to the moon, you know, because 
that's what Lockjaw does. And Louise is all, I can't wait for him to take us to the moon. And then the police show up and uh, they say, well, how did, how do the police know we're here? Louise, she, she takes the blame like a champ. You know, I'm driving a stolen car, but it's not her fault. Audrey brought them. <laughs> that's not cool. Audrey. So, uh, they use Lockjaw to get out of there. And so all the Inhumans, Crystal, Medusa, Karnak, Black Bolt, they're with, they're with Lockjaw. They're going to get out of there. And Louise and Dave stay back behind. And then Louise straight up lies to the police. Just lies to them as, as, as Audrey's all, yeah, there's a dog in there, a huge alien dog and aliens with superpowers. And, and Louise, Says, well, you know, she and Dave used to date till he dumped her for me. And yeah, it's a good cover story. Yeah. But it does bother me a little bit that Louise just jumped straight to the lie and and didn't try and do. Well, I don't know what else she would have done. I'm not going to Monday morning quarterback this one, but no, yeah. I mean, I, I felt the same way, but it I was like, OK, I'll I'll take it. Yeah. It is what it is. So uh, Lockjaw doesn't take them to the moon quite yet. Um, he takes them to to Karnak and Gorgon. But now they've got Gorgon. No, they've got, they got Lockjaw. They're all together. I'm ready for some climax to start. we got two episodes left. We're in Act 3 now, I think. There's not enough of uh, an action break for me to know. Are we... Are we heading into the final final conflict? But yeah. Well, the death of a major character is usually a signifier of the end of the second act. It is when it pushes the characters to do something more. Right. But this just I mean, he's just this is a road <laughs> this is not a roadblock, this is a, a speed bump on the way. Um it's it's not a big deal right now for them, so yeah. Yeah. So, well, maybe we will see the story being pushed forward following his death. I mean, because his death occurred towards the end of the episode. Yeah, that's um, true. They, that's true. And they did have a moment to mourn him. Um, so maybe we will we will see um, more as it goes on. Yeah. Uh, in the next <laughs> episode, it's just I. There are times where I don't want to judge what's happening um, or where they're going to go. If I, especially since I have not seen the following episodes. Yeah. The, the problem yeah. is, you know, in, in real life, people die. It just happens yes. and, and it happens accidentally and it happens. Uh, sometimes you, you're able to predict it. Sometimes you're able to see it and, and understand it. Uh, you know, the why it happened or, you know, but in storytelling, more often than not, there is a why the, you know, this character died for the story to be able to do this or that or the other thing. And I don't see any purpose for him dying other than to say, you know, it's not safe. Anyone could die. And, and the Royals might, may not all come out unscathed or even more so than they already have been with Medusa having her hair cut and Gorgon's death and Triton's death and, Maximus turning the people against Black Bolt. So, 
We'll see. We'll see. The tag scene uh, has Maximus's friend. He the tables are turned. Maximus is ready for them. Uh, Tybor gets his throat slit. They're ready for the rebels. Nothing's going to stop me. I'm trying to make you something great. He says to Bernaja and he tells Bernaja, say long live King Maximus. Say it. Just say it. And yeah, after this episode, no doubt there is no doubt in anyone's mind, Maximus, he's a problem. Yes. So that's our episode. Um, I don't know, Samantha, our voices, I think were not, the most lively of voices as we've been talking about this episode. <laughs> I almost feel like we're just going through the motions because we, we we're expected to, we expect ourselves to do. I, I don't know. I don't know. I was not excited about watching this episode. I uh, wasn't either. And I hate to say it, but I'm not excited about the next two episodes either. And I just kind of want to skip forward to agents of shield. Like, like I said earlier, just well, I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. It's frustrating. I mean, I, I've been very busy in the last week or so with lots of stuff going on at work. And, um, I haven't watched stranger things, anything yet from, from season two yet, because, I watched this um, and uh, yeah, I did watch the Orville as well, um, but I, I'm wanting to watch Stranger Things when I'm able to really engage with it and not when I'm tired. Um, mm. So here I am and I don't know, I, maybe this is just that because I thought we were on the upswing. I felt like we were on the upswing. This episode does not feel like we're continuing that upswing, but there's still two more episodes and I want to remain positive. I want to try and be positive, but I'm just not feeling it. Yeah. Um, well, if you have to wait until Thanksgiving to watch stranger things, I know people who are waiting because they just don't have the time to sit down to, to watch it all and engage with it. Like you say, Yeah. um, and, but, you know, but the thing is, we should not be talking about engaging with Stranger Things. We should be talking about how excited we are for the next episode of Inhumans, and we're not. No, no. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, let's talk about some good things, though. I mean, the acting continues to be something that I enjoy. I like the way the actors character portray their character. Um all of them. I, I don't think there's any characters that I'm looking at um, where I say I don't like the way that they're doing things. I, I I don't like that actor, except for maybe Crystal. But even then, Crystal's just being that <laughs> she's the inhuman millennial, you know, and she's uh, doing her thing and falling in love and, you know, becoming, you know, moving from being a teenager to being a young adult and and having experiences and and experiencing earth which she hasn't had a chance to really do and you know so i think me not connecting with her might be more that she's young and i'm an old fogey i guess <laughs> i don't know um but well there's the the problem there is did you not connect uh with peter and spider-man homecoming well sure i did be 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, but, but, I mean, so but the, Peter I, reminded me of me though when I was. Yeah. Uh, you know, Crystal does not remind me of me when I was that age. Peter did. I mean, I, I it when I was watching it, the biggest thing that kept me in that movie was the nostalgia for the eighties that it has. And I was looking at those kids and thinking, I knew those kids. I was those kids. And with the same thing with Peter Parker, more often than not, Peter Parker is a character that I look at and say, I I know a guy like that, or I am, or was a guy like that when I was, when I was younger. And yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you're right. (laughs) <laughs> I will say for millennials, uh, I'm actually at that weird um, age cusp where I'm in somewhere in between Generation X and millennials. And I've I've been told I'm Generation X, been told I'm millennial. I, I grew up without the Internet um, and I did not have it around until I was in my early teens. So I, I understand what life was like. I remember the late 80s. I remember the 90s very well. I mean. Heck, I even still have a couple flannel T-shirts from the grunge era, uh, and I, that I bought with my own money. So, <laughs> and I still. I'm wear sorry them. that we did that to you, Samantha. <laughs> no, I actually the ones that I have they're really nice, and I oh, still okay. wear them right. when the weather gets cold. Um, all right, fair enough. I wear flannels all the time, and yeah, and un- unironically now, in the '90s <laughs> we wore them ironically, but yeah, um, but. I just and I and I know millennials and but she's just kind of written kind of shallowly and I think that's why it's uh, the actress who plays Crystal is having such difficulty Hmm. portraying her is because it's just there's not really much depth to the character and that can be difficult Uh, especially if you're an an experienced actor Um, I, I I'd like to see if her in other roles to see what kind of strengths she does have she she's right now she's the one character i'm not connecting with though and if that's the purpose of of art and that's one of the goals of art is to connect with your audience uh, i feel like all the other actors i'm i'm connecting with them and I, i like what i'm seeing and and uh you know gorgon i connected with him he was the friendly guy that i wanted to be friendly friends with you know and uh Karnak has some changing. He's he's coming off his high horse and and kind of losing some of his pride, and that's that's connecting with me. I like that arc that he's getting, and and Black Bolt, the way he is portraying this, I have to be silent because I have to be silent. It's not so much I'm silent and regal. It's I'm regal. I have to be silent. I would totally be talking if I you know. And and Medusa, you know, the way she kind of portrayed that pain of losing her hair. Uh, and now kind of being the voice of reason for Black Bolt and, and helping him uh, to stay on the path of the angels, you know, and the the only one who's losing me right now is Maximus. I mean, because he's moving into cartoon villain area. And, yeah. and so he's kind of losing me. But uh, up until now, you know, the, the characters, I'm connecting with them. It's it's the way the story is is playing out is just kind of. Blah. And, and I don't like that. I, I, I want to like it. I want to like this show. You guys give me an awesome two episodes to end this out. And I will be, I can overlook all this kind of dour down Eeyore um, mood that I'm in right now. <laughs> um, 
you know, just give me a, a just a slamming awesome two episodes to end with. Yeah, and I will even, I you know, even though um, Black Bolt and Medusa and the society that they live in is has been oppressing their people um, and sending people down to these mines because they don't they didn't develop any real significant or they didn't develop any at all in human powers. Um, and I look at them and they're realizing, hey, we've been treating our people wrong. We need to listen to them. Um, so I don't hate them because they realize that they were in the wrong and they now desire to change that and listen and engage with the lowest caste of their society. Um, That's a good arc too. I like that they're putting them on that arc. Yeah. So. All right. Well, I think we need to move into some feedback and we've got an email here. Let me bring it up. This is from Agent AV. Agent AV. Subject line. (laughs) Ready for this, Samantha? Sure. Subject line. Ugh, this show is awful. (laughs) So I I think I know where this is going. (laughs) And uh, Agent AV writes to say, Agents, thank you so much for the Inhumans discussions. I have to tell you that your discussion of insane weed guy, nice weed guy, Jen, the weed lady, an evil weed buyer, was far superior to anything Inhumans has given us so far. (laughs) It is truly a shame that this franchise has so much potential. The MCU is over 180 hours of content so far, of which I've watched every single minute at least once. Yet, even I'm only watching this show out of obligation at this point. Kind of an open-ended question, but what would you have done differently with this show? I have numerous thoughts, like connecting it better with S.H.I.E.L.D. or moving the Adelan setting from the moon to the other side of the Simmons Hive planet. What are your thoughts? Hmm. And so I'm going to stop right there. Uh, uh, Samantha, you got a few moments to think through the answer. I have already thought through my answer because I read this yesterday. But um, I've also already said my answer. And, and my biggest answer to that would be, more at the beginning to see what their society looked like and to see the binding ties of friendship that the royals have so that when they get taken away from each other and things get broken down by Maximus and then rebuilt, we can compare things, what they were to what they are. And then when Black Bolt and Medusa come back and defeat Maximus and take things back over, we can compare things to what they were and to what Medusa and Black Bolt are now building toward. And that's what I would do differently with this show. I agree. Um, Stronger character development. I I feel like maybe the show needed more time for story development before it went into production. Um, And I'm, I'm hoping that at the end of the season that it will connect to agents of shield. Um, so we will see where it goes from there. Um, so I'm not, I'm not, uh, losing hope yet (laughs) until we get to the end of the season. I I cannot say it's not going to, of course. Yeah. Well, and I wouldn't mind if they don't connect it during this season of Inhumans, 
but I'd really like to see them connect it during Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. You know, oh, have a of couple course. of these characters show up. And yeah. Okay, so Agent A.V. continues to say, I'm looking forward to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. returning. I'm glad my prediction that it would be canceled did not come true, although we did find out that the only reason it is returning is because the parent company Disney overruled ABC's dis- decision to cancel it. I am very happy my fear of, quote, the last temptation of Phil Coulson didn't happen. Thanks, Agent A.V. And I want to say thank you to you, Agent A.V., for writing in. We've got one more piece of feedback. Are you ready? Go for it. This is from Agent Daniel. Oh, man, I just saw the best thing I've ever seen during an Inhumans broadcast. Ben, I don't know you totally missed it, mostly because of how you're watching it. But I just saw an awesome trailer for Thor Ragnarok. I just hope they don't I hope they don't give away all the best jokes in the trailers. That TV spot made me laugh. It was great. It was fantastic. Otherwise, hey, just a quick reminder, Maximus is really, really horrible. But here's my problem. The line that Louise gave was, what if I assumed everyone on your Adelan was like Maximus? Well, she should, because we have yet to see anyone. Yes, they're on the run. Yes, they're quote-unquote fighting for their lives. I have yet to see these people do anything heroic. And to Blackpool about behaving and growing up, blah, blah, blah. I get it. I get it. She's going to change him. But he's done nothing to change. He's not a good hero. He's not been heroic. He's been kingly. He's been someone else for him. That's about heroes. A hero show without heroes. Peace out later. Bye. Okay. So apparently there's also a Thor Ragnarok trailer. And since I was watching Inhumans on Hulu, I did not see that. So that's what Daniel was referring to. Not the Thunder God line that I thought he found to be so funny. No, he found the actual trailer of the Thor Ragnarok movie to be funny. So, okay, I I can uh, I can respect that. Okay. (laughs) what I can't respect is Daniel's complete and utter support of alien and human racism, where he's saying you should assume that they are all like that one person. Daniel. Daniel, Mm -mm. I know that's not what you mean, but I'm totally 100% going to denounce you for it because that's the way social media and the politics works is you're going to say something and I'm going to take it out of context and judge you for it. So there's that. (laughs) Yeah. What do you think, though, about what he's really saying? What do you think about that, that? that we don't have heroes that we. Yeah. I kind of agree with him. I mean, it's just there, there has like, we mentioned that story arc where, um, they realize that, Hey, maybe we've been mistreating our people and we need to fix this. Um, but 
other than that, there's not a lot of heroics going on, really. Just trying to save themselves and not so much their people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Okay. Yeah. That's it. That's the show. I uh, I want to... Uh, there's no... Yeah. Um, it is what it is. We are who we are. We like what we like. We connect with what we connect with. And we are not connecting with this. Is that fair? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and we want to. We want. But yeah. it's just not happening. It's like, you know, a bad relationship where you want things to turn out right. You want things to be good, but you want the other person to change, but it's not happening. <laughs> it's just not. <laughs> if the other person doesn't want to change, they're not going to change. Yeah. You know, you okay well we got to stop sighing we got to move on and next thing samantha you know whether or not you're able to join me or whether or not i'm able to join you and maybe Stuart. i, I don't know what it's going to look like i don't know who's going to be talking about thor ragnarok but that's our next thing man that's our next thing we we've got that to look forward to that's not yeah. all bad is it no no all right i'm excited about thor 3 <laughs> and again, if I call it Ragnaros, I apologize. Ragnaros? <laughs> That's um, a character in World of Warcraft. Oh, okay. And it was my favorite dungeon run. Yeah. All right. Well, I want to thank you for listening, everyone. And I want to thank you for um, just you know supporting us and, and making this podcast fun for us. In humans may not be fun. But the podcast is, and the podcast and the Facebook page, they're fun because you are fun. And so I want to thank you for that and for for joining us along this, this journey from the moon to the moon and back. Yeah. And uh, let's see. We need some words of wisdom. I've got some words of wisdom. You ready, Samantha? Shoot. All right. Some people might say that you don't bring a knife to a gunfight. But I would say, and I think Gorgon would agree with me, that he would say, who needs guns when you've got hooves? Thanks once more for listening. You've heard us. Now we'd love to hear from you. Just go to welcometolevel7.com slash feedback to contact us through our website. You can also leave us a voicemail by calling one seventy seven fifty five level 7 You can also join the conversation by liking us on Facebook, facebook.com slash welcometolevel7, or by following us on Twitter, where we are level7pod. Welcome to Level 7 is a proud member of the Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to help you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. Learn how to podcast, get productive in your personal and professional life, theorize over TV shows, laugh at our clean comedy, learn critical thinking from movie reviews, and more at noodle.mx. Thanks for joining us. Until next time, Godspeed. Godspeed.
Is it hoofs or hooves? Hooves. 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 Hoof. Hooves. Hooves. Hooves down in Hooville. No, those um. are hooves. Hooves. <laughs> so, um, Thor Ragnarok coming soon for us, but other people have had a chance to see it already. Apparently, Daniel has a friend who has done a lot of traveling who has seen Thor Ragnarok. And this is what the post credit is going to be that guy's review of Thor Ragnarok. Are you ready for it? Yes. Okay, here it is. Pretty good. That that's the review. <laughs> so <laughs> we got that to look forward to. <laughs> so is his friend um kind of un- always understated in his reactions? I don't know. I don't know anything <laughs> about his friend. I don't know if his friend likes this kind of thing or not, you know, and cuz you know, if you hate this kind of thing and you go and see a thing and you say it's pretty good, that's high praise, you know. But if you don't hate this kind of thing and, you know, it is your thing and you say, yeah, it's pretty good. That's that's not high praise. So that's the review. Spoiler alert. (laughs) It's pretty good. Yep. Or maybe this is because a lot of the style that we've seen in the trailer uh, is very 80s action movie. Oh, man. Samantha, I am so excited about this movie. And, and I'm for, looking forward to it too. For the very, very, very reason, very reason that I'm just afraid. I just don't want it to be too Guardians of the Galaxy. But yeah, if they can strike their own tone and their own um, atmosphere, and yeah, it, there's there's lots of potential, lots of potential. All right, I'm tired. I think I'm done. Me too. All right. Well, peace, Samantha. Thank you so much for joining me and talk to you soon. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye.